Hi everyone, you're listening to Atomic Heart. I'm your host Adam Zhang, broadcasting from the third floor of Meiho House in the community of Shekimei in Kowloon, Hong Kong. This is episode 28. Atomic Heart is a program where I share with you a little bit about my struggles and discoveries as a writer. Now I know it sounds crazy, but I'm working on at least eight different projects at the moment. Lately, I've been writing a lot of poetry, and a lot of that is because I've been taking a poetry workshop, and we've been asked to write poems, post them online, and critique the poems written by others, while also having our classmates comment on what we've written. And I think it's been a fruitful experience so far. Now I love writing. But I'm not an English major, and recently I came across the term ekphrasis, which is a new word for me. And the dictionary definition goes like this: ekphrasis is the use of detailed description of a work of visual art as a literary device. And so, as a class, we've been given the assignment of writing. An ekphrastic poem. One of the examples given by the teacher is one that I'm about to read to you. I believe it's a famous poem, and after reading it for the first time, I was immediately drawn to how a poet can create such cinematic frames and a layer of mystery by using short lines. And very simple words. Thirteen ways of looking at a blackbird, by Wallace Stevens. Among twenty snow mountains, the only moving thing was the eye of the black bird. I was of three minds, like a tree, in which there are three black birds. The black bird whirled in the autumn winds. It was a small part of the pantomime. A man and a woman. Are one. A man and a woman and a blackbird are one. I do not know which to prefer, the beauty of inflections, or the beauty of innuendos, the blackbird whistling, or just after. Icicles filled the long window with barbaric glass. The shadow of the blackbird crossed it to and fro. The mood traced in the shadow, an indecipherable cause. 
Oh, thin men of Haddam, why do you imagine golden birds? Do you not see how the blackbird walks around the feet of the women about you? I know noble accents and lucid, inescapable rhythms, but I know too that the blackbird is involved in what I know. When the blackbird flew out of sight, it marked the edge of one of many circles. At the sight of blackbirds flying in a green light, even the bots of euphony would cry out sharply. He rode over Connecticut in a glass coach. Once a fear pierced him. In that he mistook the shadow of his equipage for blackbirds. The river is moving. The blackbird must be flying. It was evening all afternoon. It was snowing, and it was going to snow. The blackbird sat in the cedar limbs. Hi, this is Pat Torpy. Hello, this is Eric Martin. My name is Billy Sheehan, and we are Mr. Big. You're listening to us right here on Atomic Heart. That was 13 Ways of Looking at a Blackbird by Wallace Stevens. The poem appeared in The Collective Poems of Wallace Stevens, published in 1954. As you know, I try not to analyze the meaning of poems on this program. I think it kind of takes the fun out of it. But for this poem, I actually try to look up some of the analysis posted online and after skimming through them, I decided really to just leave it. The poem sounds and looks pretty and its own evocative imagery and resonance is enough, really. I think the poem is beautiful as it is and I'm not too bothered by what exactly the meaning is. Anyways, we've now come to the end of episode 28. Just want to thank everyone for tuning in. My name is Adam Jung, and you've been listening to Atomic Heart. Till next time, remember to keep it real and stay true to yourself. I'll see you again. Bye now.